From the studios in the Swamp of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up for a Friday, January 26th, the year 2024, at 4pm. Little less than two days from now will be the kickoff of the AFC Championship game, which will start Conference Championship weekend. Danny Flecker, good afternoon and welcome back. Good afternoon. All right, we got Chiefs-Ravens, the activation of Mark Andrews on the Baltimore side, and, uh, I don't know, just more Kelsey's, I guess, to throw in the box to be with, with uh, 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 Taylor Swift and company. Look, the way that I see this game is that, and this is just my, my personal view, if Patrick Mahomes can, can get off to any kind of a good start and, and uh, good momentum, which he was able to, feasting on a on a on a Buffalo defense uh, decimated by by injuries, you've got some momentum against a team that has not been in this spot before. However, I do think Baltimore is the better team. That's my thoughts on this game. Yeah, I, I think when we look back at the game last week, you know, Kansas City. You know, started off a little slow and eventually started to pick up some momentum. We're able to do some things offensively uh, to allow them to sustain drives. We saw some bigger plays hit by them. I think that they had six or seven chunk plays, you know, 20-plus yards. Um, we saw Kelsey get open for a couple of big plays, including two touchdowns. Uh, and, you know, defensively they were able to, I think, frustrate Buffalo enough, um, especially down in the red zone. You know, I, I break down this game, I look at it, and, and there's a lot of different, ver- you know, angles you can take a look at. You know, you can, you know, see if, you know, Baltimore can take advantage of some of the things offensively that Buffalo was able to take advantage of against Kansas City. Uh, you know, I thought their run game uh, last week, Buffalo's was, was pretty spot on. Um, you know, they were able to do a lot of things with Josh Allen, like I think we previewed. Um, yeah. And they were able to get plays down the field, you know, their execution on those plays down the field were not there. Uh, you know, a couple of deep balls in the fourth quarter that were unable to connect. Um, that now, you know, infamous uh, throw to Shakir in the end zone was there. You know, just unable to get the enough mustard on the ball to get it into the end, uh, get it to him. You know, there, there are areas of this Chiefs defense that can be taken advantage of it, and you got to see if Baltimore can do that. Uh, I do think that with Lamar Jackson's escapability and, a, and, and you know propensity to make nothing out of so, make something out of nothing, you know, there, there's got to be this balancing act. That I think that the Chiefs defense has to play. We saw last week that blitzing will not work. You cannot blitz him at that high of a rate. <laughs> no, no. You know, you have to trust that your corners can hold up against their their wide receivers enough. You know, um, and you have to trust that your eye discipline is going to be there because there's going to be a lot of misdirection, whether that is RPO-based work, bootlegs, um, rollouts, whatever it is. That's one thing that Baltimore has to, has to figure out offensively, you know, which is the best way to attack this Chiefs defense. Um, you know, I was taking a look at the latest injury report, you know, just to see, you know, what Kansas City is going to be out. And it does look like most of their defensive players are going to be able to suit up in this game. Um, you know, for them. So that, that should be a big plus for them. But, you know, it's all about the containment of Lamar Jackson for them. I don't think Baltimore's traditional running game with their running backs is anything that's going to scare 
uh, an opposing offense. You know, you're trotting out guys like Justice Hill, Dalvin Cook, and, and Gus Edwards. None of them are super explosive. None of them are going to really, like, you know, take it to the house. But they create their yards based off the misconception of the way that they run the ball. A former Jet, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> then, you know, defensively, you look at the Chiefs and you have, you know, a good defensive line. So you should be able to hold up against the traditional run game that way. Um, they have a good cornerback in Legereus Sneed. Uh, yeah, I imagine him being matched up against Safe Flowers. I think the question now becomes, what do you do with the tight ends and how do you maintain, you know, Lamar Jackson? You know, everyone's talking about Mark Andrews coming back and it's a big boost for them, but you, you throw Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, and Isaiah Likely out there with the threat of Lamar Jackson, that I think is the bigger issue <laughs> if I'm a defensive coordinator. How do we, how do we attack an offense, uh, you know, offense that might be thrown out more two tight end sets, and these two tight ends are very much different um, in the way that they're going to approach things. Both can run routes. You know, Andrews is a better blocker, uh, but you know, how long are they going to ask him to to block for? Or, you know, how many snaps is he actually going to play, etc. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how a Chiefs defense that is usually pretty aggressive, um, how they're going to match up against Lamar Jackson and keep him in the pocket. I do think. Um, if, if I am looking back at you know various teams that have been able to stop Lamar Jackson, uh, I look back to one of his first playoff starts against the Chargers. Um, in that game, the Chargers went very light. You know, dared them to run the ball, dared them to um, you know pass the ball in certain situations as well. They wanted to use their speed on defense to counter Lamar Jackson's ability to run the ball. Now, Lamar is a much more seasoned pro at this point, but if you're Kansas City, that might be an avenue that you take. You know, you trust that your defensive line can hold up against the, against their traditional run game and then hope that your speed on the field can at least limit Lamar's ability to make those big, big plays. Now we flip it over and a big loss for Kansas City this week comes on the offensive line. Joe Tooney is not expected to play. For them, he's one of the best guards in the in the game, um, and an already shaky defensive offensive line is going up against you know a very aggressive defense that's going to bring pressure from various aspects of the field. I'm curious to see how they're going to hold up uh, because one of the things I think that will keep Kansas City in this game is their run game, uh, both with Pacheco and with Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes tends to run the ball in a non-traditional way, a little bit more in these bigger games. And, and by that, I mean his scrambling ability and, and his his need to keep plays open. And that threat of the of his scrambling um, plays a big part in a lot of these big games that he's in. I'm curious to see if that offensive line can hold up against an, a defensive front that may not be boasting the best you know players that we've seen in the NFL, but has been able to be so consistent throughout the year that I do think that there might be some you know, frustrating situations for Kansas City. They don't have the guys on the outside to win one-on-one. Um, and they, you know, Kelsey is still, I don't think, 100% to form. So I'm, I'm curious to see what type of game plan Kansas City is going to come out with. Is it going to be one of those game plans where they're like, let's control the ball, let's, let's dink and dunk, let's use the playmaking ability of Mahomes when we need to, and I hope that we can limit possessions and limit Lamar's time with the ball. Or are they going to be like, let's see if we can open up this defense a little bit 
find some gaps in their scheme and, you know, pass the ball. I think it's going to be the former that they go with. That's, I think, how they're going to start off and then maybe adjust from there. But it's going to be really interesting to see the chess match that's going to go on because I think we have some of the best coordinators in NFL going up against each other uh, with, you know, Mike, Mike McDonald and Todd Monkey on the Baltimore side and then, you know, Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo on the Kansas City side. It's going to be a really interesting chess match between these two teams. And not to mention that the weather on Sunday isn't looking great for Baltimore. So throw in that wrinkle there, too. And I think this is going to be a very intriguing game to see how it plays out. And one thing that I'll add is that I really think that Pacheco can um, stabilize isn't the right word. But, but I think if whatever Patrick Mahomes dancing moves, whatever... Uh, you know, things they're trying to do isn't working. Running Pacheco is like the calm down, take a deep breath, let's just move on from here kind of deal. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, because he's 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 a a gap runner, right? He's yeah. running to where the play is designed. He's not bouncing in a run. You know, you know, Saquon Barkley is a guy I watch every single week because he's on the Giants. There are times where Saquon will not take what's there, right? He'll try to make more out of something that just will never happen. Checo's a guy that, you know, if the play's designed to run between the A-gaps, he's going to run between the A-gaps. And if he gets five yards, he gets five yards. If he gets two yards, he gets two yards. He stays within the structure, which I think helps a run game because you're not worried about, you know, sometimes when these plays get bounced to the outside, that's where we see those holding calls because the play isn't designed to go that way. You're not expected to turn a defensive lineman the opposite way to allow the guy to spring for a run. So at least his, his running style is designed to go with this, this flow of the play. So you see much, a much more, I think, efficient type of running style. Um, he run, you know, he runs very, very, very hard. Um, he's going to gain those extra yards, but he stays within the structure of what the play is designed to do. I am with you there, Dane Fico here, uh, with us on Teeing It Up. Um, all right. Uh, before we get to the NFC Championship game, are you a believer? that Bill Belichick will not be a head coach this coming NFL season. Uh, we, we brought this up last week. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the case. I don't think he's going to have a job. Um, and I don't think it's for lack of, of his credentials. I think it's more along the lines of what, what are you getting? Uh, you're not just getting Bill Belichick the coach. Um, you know, he wants to be more involved in the day-to-day and the personnel side of things and we have spoken about this in the past as well as well as a lot of other people and that it's just not been his forte you know he's just not been good at it lately and you know he's if he was younger maybe it's a little more worth an investment from certain teams to, to say okay you know if we're going to overhaul this let's overhaul this um but he's not and you have to weigh the short term against the long term, and some of these organizations are in the situation they're in because of that, right? They're they're continuous um, errors in, in building their team and their front office has forced them to be in a coaching search. I, I just don't see any fits right now. Seattle, you know, they have one of the best GMs in the game, in John Schneider, so he he's not going there. Washington doesn't seem to be very interested at all. With the, for that type of power dynamic. And I think those are the only two openings right now. Um, you know, And then we, we spoke about it last week, the two openings that we thought might come through in Dallas and in Philadelphia did not, did not come to fruition. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you know, the only other 
thing I've heard from various, you know, talking heads and, and, you know, people that I listen to on podcasts and stuff is, what if Buffalo comes open? What if Buffalo realizes, hey, like, we've made it as far as we can with, with what we have. Sean McDermott. Um, you know, he, he's gotten us to where he can. We just can't get over this hump. You know, we're going to have to face Mahomes and Burrow for the foreseeable future. They're not going anywhere. You know, he, McDermott's lost three times to Mahomes in the playoffs and one time to Burrow in the playoffs. Is it just that this is just, you know, where it is, right? Like, that's this is their ceiling with him as their coach. You know, no news has trickled out from that side that any type of change like that is going to happen. But unless something drastic happens here in the next couple of weeks uh, with unforeseeable, you know, firings and or retirements, I just don't see him finding that spot in this cycle. And, you know, and I also read a report that, like, he wanted to bring back, like, Matt Patricia and and McDaniels with him. And I also think that's a big problem. <laughs> um, you know, the, these guys have flamed out in various stops without him. I just don't know what the appetite would be for me as an owner to see him run it back with the same people that have been running their buildings elsewhere. So it's very, very likely that he may just be on the outside looking in this year, reevaluate what it is that he wants to do. You know, he's 15 wins away from breaking the all-time win record. It would be nice to see him be able to go after that, but I, I just don't see a fit right now with Atlanta off the market for him to, to find an opening. That will be interesting to see what he does next year. Uh, whether it's TV, whether it's a year off. He seems to me like a stir-crazy guy, so I, I don't know. Um, maybe he'll join Tom Brady in the Fox booth. Hmm, that would be interesting. Kevin Burkhart, Tom <laughs> Brady... And Bill Belichick. I don't think it'll happen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> moving to, uh, uh, with that in mind, moving to the NFC Championship game between Buffalo and San Fran, I, I, I'm seeing, I, 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 I believe, Danny, what you're seeing which is that as we tape this Friday of, a, of, a, of a game week, uh, Debo is trending towards playing. I think, I, I think that's huge, uh, Samuel, for San Francisco, uh, both offensively and, and if they need him, special teams-wise. Um, but, man, this this Detroit story, it's cool. Dan Campbell's cool. Laporta, man, he reminds me of, I can't think of it, but, like, just, like, he's that guy you put in the middle of the field, you know he's going to take the shot, and he hangs on to it. That's the kind of guy he is. It was one of those rough-and-tumble tight ends. That's my best way of, of summing up who Laporta is. I just really like this uh, Detroit offensive team. Yeah, Devo's big. Uh, this is the second time he's injured his shoulder this year. It's the same shoulder he missed a couple games with earlier. We saw that 49ers team sort of crater a bit. Um, and a lot of that could have been just like the game plan. Um, you know, the game plan may have been specific to having Debo involved in a certain way and not being able to kind of counteract that with somebody similar to him. You know, there's not going to be another player on that team that's going to be able to do what he does. Maybe this week's a little bit different for them. I, I worry with San Francisco a little bit about Purdy's efficiency um, and his ability to stay constant throughout the entire game. This is an interesting game. Um, 
because there are areas where I think Detroit has the advantage, but there's a lot of other areas where I think they are severely mismatched. Um, you know, along the front lines, um, especially with their offensive line, I think that they have a good a good opportunity to, to get some some momentum in their run game with their offensive line. Um, but then you look at some other areas where San Francisco is maybe a little deficient, and you look and you say, can Detroit take advantage of that? Especially on the outside, um, you know, the passing game is where San Francisco can be a little bit vulnerable. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, the, the, the cornerback situation. Is Detroit able to scheme things up that way on the outside, or are they going to really try to play this game, you know, between the hashes per se? Um, and I think that's also where San Francisco has a little bit of an advantage with their linebacking core. On defense, if you are seeing Debo full steam ahead, McCaffrey full steam ahead, Kittle, Ayuk, now how, how is Detroit stopping them? Yeah, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. They, they've been able to get away with some things recently in their games. Defensively, you know, watching that Tampa game, Tampa Bay game, Tampa was able to stay with them for most of the most of the part, but a lot of their miscues were on blitzes brought by Detroit, where the guy wasn't even touched. I think there were three or four sacks where a guy just came right off the edge and and was able to sack Baker, and you know put them in third and long situations or second and long situations, depending on the down and distance. I don't think you're going to get that against San Francisco. So, how does? Detroit play defensively against them because I do think this might be one of those games where Detroit defense is going to have to make crucial stops, especially in, in you know depending how the game goes. You know, say San Francisco defers the ball to tie game, second quarter, four minutes left, um, and San Fran is driving. Can that defense hold up and not allow San Fran to maybe go two for one? Um, you know, those are the types of situations I think that this defense might have to have to step up in. I just don't know if they have the depth and the playmaking ability. And also, you have your pass rushing has been sort of simulated. You haven't been able to get you know just four rushers getting after the quarterback. So I don't know how Detroit defensively is going to play this game. I, I think if I were them, I, I would commit to stopping McCaffrey which has been hard to do for any team this year, and see if you can get San Fran in some longer dirt down plays and then hope that you can rattle Purdy in some way, shape, or form because I don't think they're going to be able to hold up consistently against the San Fran passing attack, especially just with the way that they, they play. Um, it's going to be really hard for them to do that. When you look at the special teams, of these four teams, we know that Justin Tucker is just insane, um, and we've got you know rookies. We've got all kinds of things here. Just in terms of of kickers, kind of one to four. Who, who do you like this week? Yeah, people might think this is a joke of a subject, right? But we saw two teams last week uh, be eliminated from the playoffs because of their their special teams, especially their kicking. Green yeah. Bay should have won that game last yep. week, and and they, they did not, um, and, and Buffalo lost their game uh, because they were unable to force it to overtime with their kicking. Wide right. Yeah, Buffalo and, and I mean, I'm sorry, Kansas City and, and Baltimore have two of the best kickers in the game, two of the best special teams units in the game. So I anticipate that game's going to be 
you know, it could be one on special teams. Um, but, you know, those are two areas, I think, for those two teams that they should feel pretty confident about. Detroit and San Fran, on the other hand, um, might be a little bit shaky. Not necessarily their overall special teams units, but their kicking game. Detroit does have an excellent punter, uh, but their field goal kicking has had a bit of a, a carousel this year. They're on their second kicker. Who knows, you know, what type of experience this guy has in these types of games. And you look at the San Francisco side, they had a, a blocked kick last week. Moody has had moments this year for them too where he's been, where he's missed kicks and extra points. So I think this, the special teams may be more of a, an issue in the second game rather than the first game. Justin Tucker was good enough to have a 60 minute story after him. I think that just about says it all in terms of Justin Tucker. Uh, not that we'll preview the Pro Bowl because I think you, our our friendship might end if I demanded a a, a, a Pro Bowl preview. But if 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 we did a podcast one week from now, who are the two teams in in, in the Super Bowl and why? Yeah, so I think yeah i I told I said last week I was going down with the Buffalo ship. Uh, yep. I went down. I sunk. Um, How is it down? Not, there? not <laughs> it's it's. Uh, there's a crowd. That's for sure. Because I think a lot of people are expecting Buffalo to, to win that game. Yeah. Um, but Mahomes is always going to be that guy that you're going to want to take in these types of games, regardless of what his team has done. Now. I do think there is a path for Kansas City to win this game. Um, and it does come with the control style of offense that's going to, I think, be necessary. Um, you want to be able to frustrate Baltimore. You want to put them in situations they haven't been in recently. Um, you know, I don't think Baltimore, let me, let me just take a look at their last couple of games here. Um, you know, I don't think they've been in a game recently where their starters, you know, their, their last, Uncomfortable game was probably against the LA Rams, December 10th. Um, That's well over a month so, ago. Yeah, so they, they've been in this spot where they, they've been the dominant team. They've been dictating the, the way the game has been played. And I don't know if Kansas City can win this game without doing that. they got to be the ones that are dictating the game, and, and that comes with controlling the ball on offense. And then hoping that you can put Lamar Jackson into some sort of situations here where he's uncomfortable. I think they can do that for, you know, a couple of different scenarios, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do that all game long. But again, when you've got a guy like Mahomes, it's really tough to to see them not being able to stay in this game. I think it's going to be very tight. I am going to take Baltimore just because they're their home team. I think this they're well-rounded. They've been consistent all year long there's got to be a point in time where you know Lamar Jackson gets that monkey off his back and I, I think that this is as good of an opportunity for them but again we could be sitting here next week and I could be eating my words because Mahomes has again gone into um, a situation and proved it's all wrong um, so I, I'm going to take Baltimore there on the other side I think it's San Francisco Detroit's going to need a really special game from golf to win this one um, he's got to match San Francisco play for play, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
San Francisco was very well-rounded. Purdy could even have off games, but, you know, when you are trotting out guys like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, all they can do, all they need is the ball in their hands, whether that's a pass or a run. Um, so you need a really special game from Goff. Um, their run game, I think, will be will have success, but you really, I think you need Goff to throw for 250 to 300 yards in this game. Uh, for them to be successful, and, and you need to be able to make a stop or two or turnover or two on defense. Um, I think that's going to be really hard. I, it might be back and forth uh, for a little bit. Maybe San Fran pulls away a little bit in the fourth quarter or kind of ices the game. Maybe Detroit has an opportunity to either tie it up or, or take the lead, but I just think San Francisco presents too many challenges offensively for Detroit over the course of a 60-minute game. I am with you with the NFC. The only way Detroit wins that game is in is is in a shootout. Period. The only that's the only way. Um, I don't know if it was you or somebody else who texted me. The bleeping Chiefs just keeping away with things and just keep squeaking out of wins. They may meet their uh, maker come Sunday. I'm. I'm I don't know if this Baltimore team will win, but they've got all the pieces together. You get Mark Andrews back, but I'm going to go with that. With Chiefs getting the win, Taylor Swift being happy, which will make you cringe, I know. Um, Too much from Travis, and uh, we get a rematch of Super Bowl, was it three years ago, four years ago? It was right before COVID. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah. Um, and we get that rematch. If not, then we look. There could be a lot of Super Bowl re- uh, rematches which happen here. We could also get Baltimore, San Francisco, the Harbaugh's uh, Bowl rematch. But for me and my money, I not not, not that I'm putting money on this, but um, San Fran is too much, and I just think Mahomes and Kelsey and Pacheco and that defense do just enough. To, to get the win. It's, it could be a very interesting Sunday, history-making, or it could be a very, as you caught, said, kind of games that kind of get stuck in neutral for a while, depending on, on how this goes. So it'll, it'll be a very interesting Sunday, Danny. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, too, like, you, you brought up the Chiefs and, like, them squeaking by and everything. Um, I'm just going to quickly look up their playoff history the last couple of years here. Because I'm very curious to see like how they've you know in general gotten to where they've gotten to right. Um, let me see here. So to get to the Super Bowl in 2000, you know, fairly straightforward. 2020, but then you look at some of these other games, right? 2021, they won it overtime. I mean, 2022, they won it overtime against the Bills. Then they lost it overtime to the Chiefs. Um, and then last year they won by on a last second field goal to beat the Bengals and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl on a last second field goal. Yeah. And then last last week they won on a missed field goal. So those five five out of their last six games have come down to the last possession. Like you said, there might be a time where that doesn't flip in their way. It's it's done. You know they've been able to do that so far. There've been some good outcomes for them and some bad outcomes for them. But what we can almost be guaranteed, I think, in general, is a close game. The spread's three and a half. Yeah. yeah. My money's going. My money's going on the Chiefs because 
their games are within three points most of the time. <laughs> and and you're getting plus money. You're getting plus points with Mahomes again. Like th- there's a very real scenario here where they got the ball with like four minutes left, tied or, or down by three, and, and they have the opportunity to win or tie the game and push it over time. Um, but you know if they are able to win this game against the Super Bowl with this team, the way it's constructed right now with their offense not even being the best, better offense in the field. You know, they weren't the better offense in the field last week, in my opinion. They weren't the better. They're not going to be the better offense in totality this week, and they're not going to be the better offense if they play the 49ers. You know, when is this team going to lose, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just the way I think the cookie crumbles for them. They just have, you know, they have a good coach. They have a good quarterback, and usually that's enough in this type of situations. But I do think Baltimore's – well-rounded. They, they got to do it now. They you're staring it now, at the league MVP. I mean, you are staring at the league MVP um, over there. You know, across the way, probably in uh, Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, it's it's it has been a tough road, and they had to squeak by at times. And uh, and it it's been really interesting going back to that history. Uh, when will the cookie crumble, or will they just keep rolling along, and will this dynasty just keep? This has to be a dynasty, right? By now? I, I'd say that they're on the precipice of, of going through a five-year stretch here where they can marvel the Patriots of the, you know, the Patriots' two separate dynasties. Um, I mean, this is the what, one, two, three, four, fifth year in a row they're in the conference championship game. Mahomes has been in the conference championship, the conference championship game every year he's been in the league, which is absurd. Yeah, he's, they've been to three Super Bowls, they've won two. I mean, it's, it's, the path is there for them to win this game for sure. I, I personally don't want to see it. Uh, I want to see something a little bit different. Um, but again, it's hard to, it's hard to bet against what we've, we've known has been able to happen and that's been that Mahomes has been able to pull these games out uh, one last question for you when are my Jets getting to one of these games <laughs> if Mahomes is there <laughs> no, not anytime soon I think the AFC I think next year's the AFC is going to be an absolute slugfest yeah. uh, I think Burrow's going to come back very good uh, CJ Stroud now has emerged uh, as somebody there. Um, Buffalo, who knows what they'll, how they'll re- retool. Um, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. I mean, I think the AFC East will be a little bit open next year. Um, you know, with the, the Pats and they're kind of a rebuild. The Dolphins aren't necessarily the toughest team when it comes down to it. Um, we'll see what the Jets do on, on, you know, with their team this year, but if they are able to get Rodgers to play a game, <laughs> they could be they could be in the playoffs at least, and then, you know, when you get into the playoffs, who knows? Who knows? Who knows indeed? Uh, but those who made it to Final Four are here right now, and we shall see what Sunday brings. Uh, Danny Flecka, thank you as always for joining us on Teeing Up with Jeremy Schilling. No problem, man. Have a good one. You got it, and thank you out there for joining us. Uh, And enjoy your football Sunday.